Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. Hallelujah. Well, let's get right into the word of God. Everything depends on what you think. I want you to know tonight, today, this afternoon, this evening, whatever time it is that you're viewing this broadcast, I want you to know that you're not average. That you're not average. Come on, say it with me. I am not average. God didn't go through all of what he went through. Jesus did not pay the price that he paid so that you could be average. The devil is a lie. You're not average. Listen to me. With all the hell you've been through already in life, that's a sign to you right there that you're not average. Average people could not have made it through what you've come through. Hallelujah to Jesus. That's good news for somebody. The reason you made it is because you're not average. Glory to God. And every test and every trial was just strengthening you for your purpose and your destiny. Hallelujah. I said you're not average. Look at Ephesians real quick. Oh, this I'm, I'm getting off, but go, go to Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians 3. You already know it by heart, verse 20. Ephesians 3, verse 20. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can even ask or think according to the power that is working in you. Glory to God. Now unto him who's able to do what? Exceedingly and abundantly and above all. God wants to do something in your life that is far beyond your imagination. Far beyond what you can dream or imagine. And the reason God wants to do it is not just for you, but for all the people he has predestined for you to touch in his name and to his glory. Amen. Look at Job 36. You got to see this. Job 36, verse 11. Man, if this doesn't get you on fire, your wood is wet. 36, Job 36. Look at verse 11. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in what? Come on, say it. They shall spend their days not in lack, not in shortage, not in poverty, not in insufficiency, but those who obey and serve God faithfully. They shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Glory be to Jesus forevermore. John 10 says that Jesus Christ has come that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. You say, what is that preacher doing? I'm trying to change your mind and transform your mind into the mind of what God's word says about you and I. Because everything in life, how we live, where we go, what we do, what we have, what we don't have, success or failure, small or large, it'll all depend on how we think. Sickness or health will all depend on how we think. Can somebody say amen to this truth? Let's go back to Ephesians chapter 2 real quick and then I'll, I'll get busy. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Ephesians chapter, look at verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ. Look at this, verse 10. For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Notice that we're the Lord God, we're his workmanship. We've been created in Christ Jesus for what? For good works. And so we know in Genesis, we may go there before the lesson is over back again in Genesis 1, 26 and 27. Out of everything that God created, you and I are the only thing that God created that's like him. 
Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? We've been creating the image and the likeness and the similitude of Almighty God. How in the world can you be average and you're like God? How in the world can you be average when you've been made in the image of Almighty God? i tell you how you're average. You're average because you're thinking average. But I'm here today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that caused a paradigm shift in the way that you're thinking. So that you'll start thinking like God has predestined for you to think so that you can reign in this life in Christ Jesus. Can somebody shout about it? Now, give me my first nugget. I'm, I'm sorry to the video. I, I just went on a rabbit trail. But let, let, give me my first nugget tonight as we expand on uh, everything depends on what you think. Ready? Let's read. You must have an image of yourself as a ruler. You must have an image of yourself as a ruler. And this world is bent on because the Bible says that Satan is the god of this world. Everything about this world is designed to try to make you think and, and try to make you believe and, and try to make you embrace low self-esteem. It, it, everything about this world is trying to, to make you think small and to think little of yourself because you can't reign as a ruler with, with the wrong image on the inside of you. You must have an image of yourself as a ruler. I don't care where you were born. I don't care how much education you have or don't have. I don't care what family you was born to, it, it, what side of the tracks you were raised on. It's irrelevant and immaterial. If you get the right image on the inside, nothing about where you've been will hold you back to where you're going if you get the right image on the inside. Nugget number two, please. It can be done. You've got to believe this. Now, I don't care where you are, things can change for the better. It can be done. You're not at the end of your road. You're not at the last chapter of the book of your life. God, God didn't bring you this far for it to end like this. You're going to end on top and not at the bottom. You're not even going to end in the middle. You're going to end on top and not at the bottom. And it can be done. It may not have happened to anybody else in your family, but it's going to manifest in your life because you believe God and you believe that it can be done. Nugget number three, please. A mind that is being continually renewed is a prerequisite to societal and personal transformation. You have to constantly, amen, be bombarding your mind, your, your emotions, your, your, your soulish realm with the truth of God's word. A mind that is being continually, continually renewed is a prerequisite to societal and personal transformation. Nugget number four, please, quickly. Nugget number four. Nugget number four. Constantly think of succeeding. Come on, that's not hard to do. You, you practice thinking of failure. Just, just turn the switch on. Turn the dial. And start constantly thinking of succeeding. Looking at situations and having had created the habit of always looking at things as something you can't do and it's going to defeat you. It's not going to get any better. I've tried, but it just don't work. Let's, let's lay that aside for just a moment. And for, for the next 21 days, let's just practice constantly thinking of succeeding. Just constantly. Just don't allow anything else. Don't allow the news or anything, any periodical Allow nothing you read, nothing you hear to change your position for 21 days of constantly thinking, I am, I can, I will succeed. Let's look at nugget number five, the last nugget. Pray expecting success. Pray 
expecting success. Now, what I'm doing tonight, people of God, is that it's not enough for me to say to you that uh, everything depends on your thinking, and then I don't give you a foundation or a roadmap on how to think. It's not enough for me to say and be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then I don't give you the tools whereby you can transform your mind. So all I've done is I've exposed you your problem, but I've given you no answers. And that's what I want to do tonight with the help of the Holy Spirit. I want to give you some answers, some how-tos in transforming your mind so that you can live the kind of life that God has predestined for you to live. Can somebody say amen to this truth? Amen. Now, I want to give you four things. and Let me get, get those real quick. Uh, number one, I want you to think success. Number two... I want you to aim real high. Number three, I want you to have a successful image. We just talked about that. Have a successful image. And then the last thing, which was one of your nuggets, I want you to pray expecting success. Pray expecting success. Go to Joshua chapter number one. Joshua chapter number one. Now I'm giving you some how-tos on transforming uh, your mind and, and, and how you think. Joshua, Joshua chapter number one. Are you there? Look at verse number five. Joshua chapter one, verse five. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, Steve. And as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you, Steve. Uh, you, you see my name in there? Well, put your name in there. Uh, as I was with Moses, that's good for Moses, but I, I need God to be with me. So, so I'm, making, I'm making what God said to Moses, I'm making it speak to me. So when God spoke to Moses, said, you know, I, 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 Joshua, when God spoke to he said, Joshua, as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. Well, that increased Joshua's, uh, uh, what kind of, his fortitude. Uh, that, that increased his stamina, his commitment, his persistence. Well, th that's good for Joshua. But, but Joshua is not me. And, and what I'm facing, Joshua's not facing. So I need to know the same God who was with Moses, who encouraged Joshua, said, listen, don't be discouraged as I was with Moses. You saw what I did with Moses. I'm going to be the same way with you. Well, I've read the book. I see, I've seen in the word of God how God was with Moses. I've seen how God performed in the life of Joshua. And now I'm injecting my name in there. And I'm saying as God was with Moses, as God was with Joshua, God is with Steve Howe. Glory to God. And because God is with me, no weapon formed against me will be able to prosper. And I'll do exploits in the name of God because the same God who caused Moses, who called Joshua to do exploits, is the same God who caused me to do exploits in my lifetime. Glory be to Jesus. Is this blessing anybody? Yes. Come on. Say number one again. To live as a ruler, you must have an image of yourself as a ruler. To live as a ruler, you must have an image of yourself as a ruler. To live as a ruler. God, God brought you into this world to be a ruler, to be a dominator. But for that to happen, you have to have the image that God said about you. You got to have it on the inside of you. And whatever image you have on the inside of you, that is what you will manifest on the outside of you. Can somebody say amen to this truth? Amen. You remember I said, according to Genesis 1, 20, 
uh, chapter 1, verse 26 and 27, uh, it says that you have been made in the image and the likeness and the similitude of God. In other words, God is saying he has deputized you and me. You and I, we have been deputized by God. Hallelujah to Jesus. To rule over all things in the earth. Glory be to Jesus. We have been authorized by heaven to dominate in the earth. There's nothing going on in this world that should be dominating you. Why? You're the one, not the devil, not the world system. You're the one. You and I are the one, the body of Christ. We have been deputized by God to dominate, to exercise, to influence, to impose, to enforce heaven's will in the earth. Glory. As it is in heaven, so be it in the earth. And we are the ones who are responsible for making sure that what God preordained in heaven, that it manifests in the earth, in and through our lives. Is this blessing anybody at all? Say this with me. It can be done. Come on, say it again. It can be done. Go to Romans real quick. We'll come back to Joshua. Go to Romans. Familiar passage of scripture. I feel like I'm rushing. Romans, because I want you to get this. Romans chapter 12. It can be done. Romans chapter 12. Look at verse number one. I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. One translation said, it's the least that you can do. It's the least that you can do. But present your body as a living, not dead, as a living sacrifice. It's alive, but I presented my body to the will of God. Look at verse number two. And do not be conformed to this world. That's why you got to be real careful, uh, particularly right now, uh, because uh, if you're watching, you know, these news channels, I mean, every chance you get, you're trying to, you know, see what's going on in North Carolina. You're trying to see what's going on in Minnesota. You're uh, you're trying to see what's going on in Columbus, Ohio. I mean, just bad. And I'm not saying to not be informed, but I'm just simply saying you have to guard yourself because the world system is trying to formulate how you think. And, and nothing should be, I mean, everything you see is just trouble, trouble, trouble. And if you just constantly feed a full diet on these news channels and, and on your iPhone, just checking on all the gossip and mess that's going on around the world, you're not going to have the kind of faith that you need to have to believe God in an impossible situation that we find ourselves in. And so Paul said, look at verse 2. He says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of Almighty God. And do not be conformed to this world, but be ye what? Transformed. In other words, Paul said, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. But to be successful in this world and not of this world, you got to have the mind of Christ. And I don't want to, you know, bust anybody's bubble, but you're never going to get the mind of Christ watching news. You're never going to get the mind of Christ reading secular periodicals. And I'm not saying you shouldn't read certain things, but they're not going to induce into you the mind of Christ. If you're going to get the mind of Christ, you and I, we're going to have to study the word. We're going to have to listen to the word. We're going to have to meditate on the word so that the word of God will become a part of us. 
The Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. And if you'll get the word on the inside, when you face situations and circumstances, you won't say things out of your emotions. But you'll speak the word of God. You won't speak what you see. You will speak what you know. You'll speak what you believe, and that is the word of God. Is this helping anybody at all? Listen, it doesn't cost you anything to think. It doesn't cost you anything to dream. So I want to charge you today. Start dreaming and dream big. I don't care what's going on in the world. It won't stop God from working in your life. The world is having a pandemic, but you should be walking in victory in every area of your life. The world don't know where to turn or who to turn to, but you do. We do. Glory to God forevermore. Is this blessing somebody? And so uh, the, the societal transformation that we're witnessing in the world, I mean, just, just seem like every other day something's happening. There's a disturbance. There's, there's an uproar. There's an uneasiness. They're still protesting in the streets. And this transformation that is causing uh, uh, discussion in Congress and it's causing discussions in the Senate. It's causing discussions even in the White House. Uh, it's causing discussions even in the local courthouse because everything is shaking. And this, trans this transformation, this paradigm shift that, we're, we're, it, that has made us uneasy in our society, the reason this is happening is because the people's minds are changing. And, and what used to happen, and people didn't say anything, people didn't try to do anything about it, their minds have changed. And because their minds have changed, their reactions, their response to injustices and other ills of our society, they're confronting them. Why are they confronting them? Because their minds have changed. They've said in their minds, enough is enough. They have said in their minds that black lives matter. They have said in their minds all lives matter. They have said that this injustice that has been going on for hundreds of years in this nation, it is wrong and it's time for it to stop. Not black people, white people are saying it. All different other ethnic people are saying it. It's time out. But for the things that have been going on in the past, enough is enough. Well, they're saying it out of their mouths because that is what has dominated their minds. And so when their minds have changed, society has to change. Just like when your mind changed, your life has to change. This is good news for somebody. So you have to, here we go. Paul says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Now let the word of God transform your mind. Allow for, for yourself, your mind to experience a paradigm shift. So I'm asking you to think success. Constantly think of succeeding. We looked at Joshua. Let's go back to Joshua 1.8. This principle. Joshua chapter 1. Verse number 8. Joshua chapter 1. Verse, well, I want to go back to verse number five again. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of their life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. I can't even tell I have that scripture in my office. And I look at it every time I'm in my office to bring comfort because I face many, many challenges, challenges that I wouldn't even put on your shoulders to try to weigh you down. 
But you can't do the things that God has done in and through my life in this ministry and not have faced serious challenges. But I would have to encourage myself and I would look at that verse of scripture on the wall in my office and say, well, as God was with Moses, as God was with Joshua, God is with Steve. And so even though it may look impossible and the people are speaking against me and they're plotting against me, they can't stop me because as God was with Moses, as God was with Joshua, God is with me. And I'm telling you, he's brought us over to the other side in victory every, every time, every circumstance, every time we face these difficulties, God has brought us out. I can't even explain to you how many times I've had to stand on that verse of scripture. Look at verse number six. Be strong, Stevie, and of good courage. For this people you shall divide and inherit the land which I swore to their fathers. I believe God as the pastor the senior pastor of Harvest Church, where Jesus, Lord, I've stood on this verse of Scripture, that through my life, through the teachings by the Holy Spirit, teaching through me to the people of God at Harvest Church, where Jesus Christ is Lord, when they hear this truth, when they meditate on what the Holy Spirit is, having me to feed them the Word of God, as they meditate on it, and it becomes a part of their life, the Word that I'm teaching the members of Harvest Church, the Word of God's got enough power in it to elevate their lives, and I'm believing God that God will elevate their lives, that they'll, that they'll buy houses that they didn't build, they'll get vineyards that they didn't plant, they'll live the abundant life because of the Word of God that I'm preaching, that I'm ministering, and the table that is spread in this house, amen, before the presence of their enemies, when they come and faithfully dine, that the word of God on the inside of them will produce the kind of life that the word of God says that they can have. I'm believing this. And I believe that through my life, the people of God at Harvest Church, where Jesus, Lord, and other ministries that are connected to this ministry, that they will, that they will inherit a land. That they will own homes and, and not rent. That they will lend and not borrow. That's my faith being released over the members of this congregation and our e-church. That they'll lend and not borrow. That they'll be the head and not the tail. Glory to God. And whatever they put their hands to, it'll prosper to the glory of God. And they'll not be God robbers. As God will raise them up, they will honor God faithfully with their tithe and their offering. That's part of the proving ground anyway. To prove that God can trust you. Hallelujah. Come on, shout on all of it. <laughs> yeah. So think success. Look, look at the next verse. He says, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law of the word, which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go, Steve. The book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate, Steve, in the day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in the word of God. For then, Steve, you shall make your way prosperous, and then, Steve, you will have good success. Hallelujah. And notice, God didn't put in the condition if certain things, if the climate is right, if, if certain social things are in order, then these, these truths will come to pass. No. This, the word of God trumps everything, that if you do what God has told you to do and do it faithfully and diligently, this is the kind of life that God said you would have. And notice I told you to aim high. Go to Psalms 81 real quick. Psalms 81. Aim high. Oh, one preacher said, he said, aim, he said, aim for the sun. He said, aim for the sun. 
And if you aim for the sun, he said, if you land on the moon, you're still in a high place. Hallelujah. I've done something here. I'm, I apologize. But at any rate, the preacher said, if you aim for the sun and you land on the moon, he said, you're still in a high place. Isn't that wonderful? So I want to encourage you to aim high, to, to not aim low. Stop thinking small. Think big. Think big. Somebody say, well, I am thinking big. Well, think bigger than that. God said he can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ask or. Come on, so think big. You're not going to insult God. God's not going to get offended that you're thinking big. He's the one who told you this. He's the one who said, no matter how big you think, God says, I can deliver. Hallelujah to Jesus. So look at Psalms 81. You there? Psalms 81. Look at uh, verse number 10. Psalms 81, verse 10. It says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Didn't he bring us out? And and for some of us, Egypt was the nightclub. Uh, The bottom line, Egypt was a dark place. Uh, Egypt was a place of bondage. Egypt, Egypt was a place of misery. Egypt was a place out of the will of God. Egypt was a place of struggle. Egypt was a place where you weren't serving. Whatever that place was, but didn't God bring you out? Somebody say, won't he do it? Yes, he will. Hallelujah. Uh, he, he brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Oh, God. Come on. You, why, why do you think God gave you that big mouth? He didn't give you that big mouth for you to be gossiping. He, he gave that to you so you could open it up wide and declare the wonderful things of God. And God said, I'll fill it. In other words, God is saying, there's nothing you can ask me for that I can't deliver. Boy, that's good news. I said, that's good news. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. I would not might, not could. God said, if you open your mouth wide, Steve, he said, I will fill it. Notice who has to open. You and I, all we got to do is open, and who does the filling? God does it. So the easy part is on our, 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 our watch, and the hard part is on God. So all I have to do is obey God, and God said he'll do the rest. Can somebody say amen to this truth? Have a successful image. Look at 1 Peter chapter 2. My time is almost gone. 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. Look at at, uh, verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 2. Look at verse 9. But you are a chosen generation. That's why I'm saying to you early on that you're not average. And you have no business thinking average. How in the world are you and I going to be in the family of God and think average? People in the world can think average. It don't take any strength to think average. Don't you know whose family you're in? You're in a, you're a, you're in a royal family. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. And it's an insult. For you to think small. You're you're to think big. And think bigger than that. You want to think so big that so much will be in your life that you can be a blessing to others to the glory of God. Are you in 1 Peter chapter 2? Look at verse 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. Come on, say it, I'm special. Yeah, I'm special. Say it again. I am special. 
Yeah, don't mess with me. I'm special to God. You'll get in trouble messing with me. And that's the truth. You'll get in trouble messing with me. Why? Because I'm special to God. I really am. Don't get mad. That's the image I have on the inside. You'll get in trouble messing with me. I am special to God. God will stop doing whatever he's doing and come to my rescue because I'm special. (laughs) Jesus. And you should be saying the same thing. And you can say it if you get that image on the inside of you. If I cry out to God right now for help, all of heaven will stand at attention to come to my aid and help me. I believe that. Why? Because that's the image I have on the inside of me. That there's no way in the world that I could have come through what I'd come through if I had not been special to Almighty God. All the hell I've been through and God brought me out because I'm special. And all the hell you've been through and God brought you out is because you're special. You came through it without a nervous breakdown, without a physical breakdown. You lost your friends. The family turned against you, and you still made it because you're special. Good God of mercy. We're his own special people. We're his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into this not light, into this marvelous light. I'm so glad that Jesus saved me. Hallelujah to Jesus. So have a successful image on the inside of you. And then number four, pray with with experience. Expecting success. Pray. Expecting success. Pray. Pray expecting success because the creator God uh, can make all things possible. Pray expecting success. Why? Because God, the creator God, the God who created you and me, the God who created the universe, the God who created the heavens and the earth. Pray expecting success because there's nothing that you can petition God with that God can't do. Pray expecting success. I said pray expecting success. Let's close with this, Hebrews 11.3. Is this blessing anybody at all? Everything depends on what you think. What you think. That's what I shared a few lessons ago. I said uh, there's nothing wrong with you being all enamored over the physical attributes of the woman that you're contemplating marrying. There's nothing wrong with you being enamored over all of the uh, physical attributes of the man that you're considering marrying. But while you're all enamored over their anatomy, I want you to know that when you marry them, you also marry the way they think. You also marry his mind. You marry her mind. And uh, depending upon how he or she thinks, it's going to have a great deal to do with what kind of life you all are going to live together. Ooh, Jesus. So you want to make sure that when you're marrying somebody that they have the right self-image on the inside of them because whatever image they have on the inside is going to affect your life. And so if you got the right self-image and you marry somebody with the wrong self-image, you got problems. Out the gate, you got problems. You believe God can, 
they're not sure that even God exists. And the Bible says, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? Yeah, you want to do exploits, you got to have agreement. Hallelujah. And if the devil can steal your agreement, he can steal your increase. You better hear me today. Are you in Hebrews chapter 11? Hebrews 11? Look, look, at, the, look at verse number, number 3, Hebrews eleven three. 3. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the words of God. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. By faith we understand that the worlds were made or framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Are you, are you listening to me? So God created everything that we see by speaking a word. And notice what it says. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. God just spoke a word and everything came into manifestation. How powerful is that? I said, how powerful is that? So we must pray expecting success. I, listen, I refuse to be a failure. Amen. There's too much God on the inside of me for me to be a failure. You should say the same thing. I refuse to be a failure. And I refuse to be average. I've been through too much in life to turn out average. My tests were not average. My trials were not average. My adversities were not average. My conflict was not average. My spiritual warfare was not average. It wasn't average because I'm not average. The devil don't know everything, but he know God is up to something real, real good in and through my life, and he's trying to stop it, but he cannot stop it. Because greater is he that is in us than he that's in this world. 3 John 2. 3 John 2, and I'm finished. 3 John 2. I, I love uh, John talking to, uh, talking to Pastor Gaius and uh, Paul. I'm uh, not Paul, but John. John is talking to this pastor in, in 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. Uh, 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 John, not Paul, but John is talking to this Pastor Gaius encouraging him. Uh, he's, he's commending him. Uh, John the Apostle, who's the author of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, he's talking to this pastor, uh, Pastor Gaius, and he's commending him on, on how he has been faithful and diligent to the truth. And, and look what it says in 3rd John. Look at verse 2. Look what John says to, to Pastor Gaius. 3rd John 2. He said, Beloved, notice he calls him Beloved, Apostle John calls the pastor, he, 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 he adds endearment to him. In other words, he's not just a pastor, but I love him. Oh, God. Yeah, he's not, he's not just a man of God, but I love this man of God. Beloved, I pray. Who's praying now? Who's praying? Apostle John is praying for Pastor Gaius. Look what he says. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper. Come on now. So, so praying a blessing over somebody is biblical. He said, I'm praying. What are you praying for, Apostle John, concerning Pastor Gaius? I'm praying that God would prosper him in all things. And not only prosper him in all things, but I'm praying that he'll be in good health. So he must have had some, some health issues. 
And John is addressing those issues by saying, whatever health issues you have, they're going to cease because I'm going to pray for you. I'm praying that you may prosper and be in health just as your soul prospers. And so John is saying, just as you you have dedicated of renewing your mind with the word of God, that, 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 that you become spiritually prosperous, you'll not only be spiritually prosperous, but you'll be soul prosperous. You'll not only be soul prosperous, but you'll be body, physically prosperous. What good is it to have a lot of money and your body's all tore up? And what good is it to have money and your body's all tore up and your mind's all jacked up? And what good is it to have all of these worldly things and you're not connected to God? What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and not have a relationship with Almighty God? So Apostle John says, Pastor, I'm praying for you. I'm praying that you will prosper in all things and be in health. Good God of mercy. Wow. What an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.